0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours
3: what is going on y'all we are back it is another edition of no bets barred uh no ufc this week we are aware but uh we're still gonna make a little something happen bellator uh 285 going down in dublin shakur stevenson fighting olympic gold medalist robson Conceição. yeah i got that name right i did a little research there we'll do wow. a little uh, i'm impressed yeah thank you thank you i uh it took me three minutes to youtube his name and and listen to joe Tessator say it multiple times on a broadcast Uh, A little something special on the back end as well. I'll let Jed break that down a little bit later on. Um, So we'll we'll have some fun with that. And we got to recap UFC 2, UFC Apex 60. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Already looking at at pay-per-views after the week that was. My man Jed, how we doing? I think I know the answer to this, but how we feeling?
4: I'm doing A++. And it was, I... uh... We talk about it all the time. We both want to have winning weeks. I, I'm sorry Always. that yours was was not as good.
3: Thank you, Daniel Zellhuber.
4: Daniel Zellhuber. Uh, shout out. We talked about it because we're going to talk about him in a, in a minute as well. Because
3: I was, him. That was a no 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 one. seriously though. Shout out to him. I appreciate it, man.
4: Yeah, uh, I I had an almost perfect week, <laughs> which is not a thing that happens in the gambling world. <laughs> so I was flying high. I hit. Every one of my bets on no bets bard except for, and I, I, frankly, let's be honest. I take zero blame for this loss because I didn't know I was going against God and, and, and greater forces yeah. that exist. The yeah, Pat Sabatini can. was mm-hmm. the only loss I had. He obviously loses to Damon Jackson. And I, I text you when that fight, when they were making the walkouts, because that, that was the moment I learned that Damon Jackson's brother had died that
3: week. Yeah, I, yeah no, like, I, 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 choked on my cheese stick a little bit when I heard that. I was like, "Oh man, we might, we might be getting into something bad." But sometimes I do. It's, it's taboo to even like bring this up in, in a, in the gambling sphere. But like, I, I do go back to like Walt Harris after, after his daughter died. He, you know, a lot of people bet on him. He, he did not win. I was actually at two seventy seven uh anthony smith is making the walk i'm watching with a bunch of my friends and they announce about the passing of his mother and one of my friends is like oh betting on him plus 450 his mom died betting on him he's gonna win uh obviously doesn't work out for him i think the best thing to do in fights like this if you're aware of the statistics stay away from it you just never know how someone's going in taking that heavy emotional toll with them into the cage sometimes they'll fight like damon jackson nothing to lose let it rip sometimes you know they they might not be up for the fight. It's it's dicey, but yes, I'm with you.
4: Exactly, like that's that's my thing. Is I I wouldn't have bet on Damon Jackson because I'm totally with you in that. Like I I've seen it go the other way so many times, but there's no world in which you could have compelled me to put money against Damon Jackson. Yeah, because
3: then I'm cheering for Damon Jackson. Exactly, like dude. Like that, it's a terrible thing that happened to them. I'm not, I don't want to see it get doubled down by him losing in a fight. Like it was an emotional scene afterward, him, him crying in the cage. But yeah, our bet was immediately in danger when I, when I found and out about that.
4: As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is, cause I was still having, you know, had, didn't have that many bets prior to that, but had success it was like, oh, well now, now the bad things are coming. Uh, but other than
3: that, <laughs> Jillian Robertson hits. Uh, Jillian Robertson and the under hits. And the
4: under hits. So, listen, it, I'm going to break
3: the fourth wall here just real quick. I uh, I drove pretty far to get that cheesesteak on a recommendation from, from Big Joe Green on our, uh, on our show staff. Terrible traffic in Brooklyn on Saturday. Ended up being about a two and a half hour round trip. Um, Oh yeah it was bad it was bad i got cussed out twice on the way there one dude was hanging out his window cussing me out um it was pretty intense you know people are crazy in new york so i i just didn't really respond to it uh so i was streaming had the phone up on the dashboard streaming sitting in, in gridlock traffic when jillian robertson got the sub uh at that point I was like I can't miss right now. I'm 3 and 0 already on the day. Everything went bad after that. Uh yeah, that's where I was at getting my getting my cheesesteak uh just to be halfway through it and all of it go bad.
4: <laughs> can't can't miss. And that's what that I was thinking
3: a- and that's that's why the gambling god spited me because that thought entered my head. I was like man, I just can't miss these days. And then they were like cannot. yeah, it's psych.
4: You cannot have that thought. So she gets the sub, which I gave out as a prop bet in my gambling preview column from MayFighting.com. Great website. She gets the under, She gets to win. Everything's kosher. Anthony Hernandez does the damn thing.
3: Oh, my Bozer God. He looks awesome so into. good, too. Dude, oh, he looked, Hernandez he looked the looks, best of the card. Yeah, I was going to say that was like my best bet of the day. Like he just went in and just, God, he looked so, that's just yeah. what you want to see in a fighter that you take in like that minus 150 to minus 200 range. He looked so good.
4: Yeah, because it's like, oh, he should have been minus three, minus four. There's oh he, my, there's yes. one way
3: traffic. Looked every just part of it,
4: dominating. Bo's or Nascimento, uh. just just doing doing the thing. <laughs> the funniest the- part
3: is, you had the over, I had the under, and it was very stressful for both of us. Both of us. I was like,
4: I, I think I texted you in the first round. I Was like. Man, I don't because our our streams were not lined up. and I yeah. was like, dude, I don't like what's happening right
3: now. Oh, when they came out for like that first minute, it looked like car crash territory. I was just like, this is hitting. And yeah. because I had that thought, Nascimento immediately went for a takedown and just <laughs> lay and prayed. I thought this dude was supposed to be a BJj like a wizard and he was just gonna submit him.
4: Yeah, and that was the thing you immediately texted me. It was like, obviously, my stream's a little ahead of yours because I would feel a lot better right now. Yeah. And that was right after he hits the takeout. Well, then,
3: then in the second round... Uh, Bozer wobbles him bad with like Ah. 15 seconds to hit your over. And I was like, because I'm cheering for your over. I was like hoping for a perfect world. We get a TKO with like 225 left and we needle. Yeah. And we just thread the needle. I was like, oh no. But then, like in my back of my head, I was also like, oh yes, for my own bet. It was a, it was an emotional roller coaster.
4: It, that is the best way to describe it. And that's why I will always bet heavyweight overs. I know that I've been doing it the experiment. (laughs) I'm not willing to say that they always hit, though they have been nailing it lately, nailing. but it is the most fun I have betting, is just watching these two big old beefy men just try to ruin my dreams. It was fun as hell. I had no, I so ha- much fun watching that fight.
3: I have to get some transparency here. Every heavyweight over, you're just going to blindly take? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, Okay.
4: I mean we'll we'll see if, if eventually it starts burning me enough that I have to be a little more discerning. But yeah, I uh if there was a Bellator heavyweight fight this weekend, I would be hitting the over.
3: There uh, are none. My man, my guy, Jelton Almeida, just got a fight made for two to eighty against Shamil. Gonna
4: I'm gonna hit, feel bad. I don't like uh, it. That's, it's that's not gonna it. make me happy, but a man's gotta have a code.
3: A man <laughs> that, does have to have is, a code. Uh, you mentioned the heavy, no heavyweight fights on Bellator. I'm uh depressingly looking over the lineup to see there are no uh flyweight fights for us to hit it under. Uh, there are never
4: flyweights in belly, which is why it's a trash organization that we don't support. Exactly, least I don't support flyweight
3: them. is the greatest division in all the sports. Uh, last night, Dana White Contender Series, flyweight fight. I didn't take the under because I couldn't find a two and a half. They had the under one or they had the one and a half lined like over minus one eighty. It's like, dude, then give me a two and a half at like even money. Under two and a half it. Third round. Knockout. Like these things are. I went back in the stats and we'll get because back into this later. We've done well on flyweight unders throughout the whole year. I, I track all my bets and everything. The flyweight unders have uh, have been pretty good to us. That's
4: because they they never miss. And then let's let's talk about the big one because hit a lot of things, but uh, a lo- lot of people gave some shout outs and we were talking about it beforehand. I don't want to pretend like I am a genius, like this was, like I saw something in Reddit, but every week on <laughs> com, great website, Fantastic. I give out a long shot of the week. Great column it because it, that where you it, give that long shot out. That's a great column. Thank you. I give it because it's fun. Because it's fun to to dream, to take a big swing at something very, very stupid. And my general parameters are: I want it to be over th- over plus a thousand. Like that's really the only rule. Occasionally, I've had to bend it when something nothing was even remotely acceptable. This week, I picked Corey Sandhagen by fourth round TKO. Want to be clear, that hit I made plus twenty five hundred, and so did the people who tailed me. Shout out to y'all because. Frankly, some of y'all put more money on it than I did. (laughs) And you are (laughs) reaping the benefits of that. People love plus money.
3: People love plus money.
4: money. But I just want to be clear. I am going to absolutely celebrate the hell out of the way. You have to. It was not at all the way I thought it was going to happen. And it probably didn't deserve to happen. But But it happened. Buddy, it doesn't make any difference because we were talking about it beforehand. That whole. I didn't think it was going to hit just because I thought that fight was going to be stopped after the third round. I was like, man, that cut is terrible. Can't do it. And then they let it start. And as soon as he lets it go, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, it's in play, baby. This is in play because that thing is only going to get worse. And the whole time I'm like, dude, stop the fight and check the cut. Stop the fight. Electric five minutes for you. Electric. And when we get to the stool and – Cormier is saying there's no chance this fight continues. I'm thinking that, I mean, there shouldn't be. There's no world, but Gregory Rodriguez, the fight before, shouldn't have been allowed to continue fighting. His face was literally falling off. Yeah, we can see veins and arteries. Yeah, man. And that doctor was just letting him go. So I was like, oh, if he stops it now, this is it. If he doesn't, this will be the saddest. I will have ridden the roller coaster and crashed. And then he leans over and whispers in Herb's ear. And I'm like, oh, that's it, baby. He, that's <laughs> it. He's stopping this one. And then I jumped off of my couch. Oh, and I, I, I so can only excited. imagine.
3: I can only imagine how, how crazy you must have gone. I mean, that's, that's a huge number. That's a huge number. I, I can say definitively, unless it's like a future on, on golf or, or a future that's like a season long thing, I've never hit something like that on, on a single play.
4: Dude, it's, it, was electric and that is that's why gambling gets you that's man. Why we do because it. things like that's that happen i and was sitting it's... there
3: uh parlay the mma hour parlay got killed Sandhagen in that one the over one and a half had already hit i was sitting there twiddling my thumbs just kind of enjoying the fight energy was was fairly low watching it had i had sandra Sand hagen round four i would have been much more intrigued into what was happening oh, yeah. and that's why betting uh, was fantastic
4: it is cuz that like low key that fight wasn't that fun.
3: Uh not really. Like, it, nah, not really. Like,
4: on the merits, but I had a great
3: Oh god, uh, yeah. It's it's hard to have a bad time when you're hitting 2500 still. That's It is very difficult. So So it was uh, a yeah. great week. I mean, it's 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 always a bummer when you come one short of the perfect week. I've been doing this giving out picks on the MMA hour for a year now. 3 times I have come one short most recently ufc paris i came short on a stupid bet zero gone by sub is the one that i missed at ufc paris
4: i don't you can't even count that as missing the
3: thing i know but i have that's to. just uh, I, that's that's I just need a to, shot in the dark to have a perfect week everything's got to be green everything's got to be green if if i'm going to have a perfect week i'm still chasing Man's it it's got to have a code it's elusive it's it's elusive it's it's my white whale it's my white buffalo whatever you want it to be Man.
4: The first week you, you hit it, we got to throw a party.
3: Oh, dude. Just, when either of us has that. the parade. Actual perfect week where every single bet that you put in, every single dollar that you give to the bookies comes right back to you. With some friends? Oh, we got to celebrate. Oh, yeah. We got to celebrate. It's going to happen. That's I, the new
4: high to chase. That is oh, the new high to chase. Oh,
3: I've been chasing it. I've been chasing it. It's, it's my ghost. The perfect week. <laughs> If I if I ever get up 100 units all time for MMA hour picks and uh, and I hit a perfect week, we'll, the retirement uh, talks will start creeping up.
4: Oh, oh just walk away on top? Go leave to the gloves in the
3: octagon. I guess leave my wallet in the octagon, whatever it is, <laughs> and, and just start enjoying a, a much more stress-free life. Uh,
4: Leaving your wallet in the octagon <laughs> would be the absolute best thing. Oh, okay,
3: God, it'd be so great if, if I... Got a perfect week and hit the the over 100-unit mark at an Apex show that I was in attendance, and then they let me go into the octagon afterward to take pictures, and I just ceremoniously left my wallet, wallet in there. In. That, that Dude, would be it. all-time stuff. Do it for uh, the
4: MSG card. I mean, <laughs> just make it happen.
3: But until then, we keep chasing those ghosts, uh, and that's what we're going to keep doing week after
1: week until we catch them. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
3: I was about to just blurt out, "This is a great week to keep chasing those ghosts." It is not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to the masses that I that I tape studied for hours on end for Bellator 285. What uh, you didn't? Probably the most intriguing things about this card for me: uh, Benson Henderson, Peter Quilly, Yoel Romero, and Melvin Manhoef are fighting, which is which is pretty cool. And the card is in Dublin. I know the Dublin crowd is going to deliver.
4: The crowd is. That's the thing. I think this card is mostly poop, but this Uh, crowd is going to deliver. Like that is
3: (laughs) Peter Quilly Zombie. Come on, like they're going to be going hard. Yeah, Uh, Yoel Romero. Somehow the younger fighter in this matchup.
4: I didn't think that was possible uh, in actual (laughs) MMA, but all things are possible through Bellator, (laughs) the the promotion.
3: Uh, actually a somewhat decent poster for Bellator too. They got rid of the, uh, gray, black, red and white color scheme where they literally just plug in the fi- picture of the fighters. Uh, they, they did a little something, something here. I, I like oh,
4: it. Oh, well, it's cause it's cause the Dublin. So they got to put some green in it, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. Shut And, up. but it, it does look better. It is certainly a better.
3: When you take 15 poster. minutes to design a poster, it, it does somehow look better. I mean, you could like. You could just pay a graphic designer like $500 and get a sick poster made.
4: It's – MMA promotions just mail it in so much these days. Dude, I
3: I follow like 15 artist accounts on Instagram and Twitter that most of their product is just creating sick posters for events. It's just like, dude, commission those guys and like – your product immediately gets better if your poster's sick. I hate to say it, but oh, it just yeah, does. Oh, yeah, man.
4: Like, that's that's how it's the same as a book cover. Like, it draws casual oh, interest yes. in. A wine so label,
3: a beer label. Like, I, I'm going to be drawn in if it looks fancy. Yeah, exactly.
4: I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the dude's name. Uh, you follow? Uh, uh, the guy who used to do just nothing but UFC posters And then he ended up getting like he he ended up doing an in an Avengers endgame poster because like all he would do is create like those things. And that's just he got got semi famous in the industry from from this artistic stuff. And then he did it. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm also
3: not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I know all of them. Uh, One of the one of the ones that I know the most that is consistently putting him out. Boss Logic. Boss Logic.
4: Because all Boss Logic did was make infinite MMA posters about fighters and events and stuff. And some of them were really cool. Some of it was all a bit in the same style for my taste personally, but like it was at least unique and different. He did so much of it that he eventually, and then he started branching out into doing movie stuff. And then he like actually did an Avengers endgame poster like through with Marvel and stuff. Like there's a ton of talented people out there. You could you could care about these little small things, but they. I mean, Bellator's just mailing it in.
3: Oh, for sure, for sure. Needing art is one that I really like. He he does some sick stuff. He does like old school VHS tapes with the poster on it. Uh, all right, we're getting way too deep into the weeds of uh, Bellator <laughs> we, 285. We, we are. Um, let's get into it. Um, I have no single place. I have two just nasty. Nasty parlays uh, that I can almost guarantee will lose. It's going to be Friday afternoon because it's in Dublin. Uh, beautiful crisp all day. I should be outside enjoying it. Instead, I'm bunkered in my living room watching uh, Showtime pay-per-view. And someone that I should have never even trusted my money with is is going to let me down. That is, I can see into the future. And that, is, that is in my future. Uh, whether it's Carl Albrechtson, whether it's... Rod Kelly.
4: I love that you took Carl Albertson because we could talk about it. I thought about doing the same thing. I've got one parlay and one straight play. I thought about putting Carl in the parlay, big number, and then I was just like, I have absolutely no idea if he's going to actually win this fight. Like, it wouldn't shock me in any possible capacity if he lost to Carl Moore. Battle of the Carls, let it, let us say. Name rights fights, love name rights fights. Well, you, you have to know that
3: Bellator... Bellator did that, you know, booking. They, that was something they're leaning on heavy with the promotion of Bellator 285 is the Battle of the Carls, naturally. Uh, it's, uh, Carl Albertson is a top 10 light heavyweight in uh, in Bellator. Going to be tough. Opener against an Irishman. Uh, but, yeah, Carl Moore has not fought in, uh, what is it, three years, I believe. Yeah.
4: it's There's no reason to bet on Carl Moore, but it's also
3: just very but yeah, difficult it, well, yeah, for the, me to the, bet on the the one reason i can give you is uh it's bellator it'll be a weekday afternoon technically uh and that's when parlays get killed that is when parlays get killed uh if you if you bet on daniel Zellhoover last week and you watch that performance just such a letdown performance it's okay when the parlay gets killed but when you just have to sit there and watch for three rounds and it's like wow this guy has nothing like this this was a very bad pick on my end uh This card is chock full of them. Anyone is this week's Daniel Zellhuber. The amount of times I've been burnt on a Bellator parlay where the guy just comes out. I think it was Cody Law. At 282, I was in attendance in Connecticut. Uh, He was the only leg that missed across like three parlays. uh, And he came out and just laid a goose egg. Goose egg. He got 3025. That's like a minus 800. And I'm the idiot that plays those things.
4: I mean, look, we all we all make some choices. This is a good one. You know, you got to have action. Down. Have There's nothing action. else to have action down this Spell weekend on.
3: It's Bellator Dublin. We have to do it. So listen, I'll, I'll just give it to you straight. I got one parlay that's four legs. It's Brett Johns. You know, support my people from Wales. That is something I do. Uh, former UFC? Yeah. Got to like that. I mean I'm, he's also like actually just a pretty decent
4: fighter like, yeah I like Brett Johns I kind of thought he got a raw deal uh, in the UFC I mean his UFC losses are Aljo and Pedro Munoz those are extremely like quality losses Yeah, I mean, Aljo champion Pedro Munoz was top 10 fighter at the time uh, or maybe he became top 10 just after but you know it's high quality stuff
3: all right, uh, now now let's get nasty. This is where you fall into the traps in Bellator. Uh, you know, prospect, up and coming, hometown Irishman, one and no professional record. Derog Kelly, eight and no amateur. Watched him in his last fight, looked great. Gets a finish in under two minutes. Now he gets Kai Stevens. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say the Irishman isn't gonna let me down. Derog Kelly is, is leg two of my parlay. This is, if you're looking for really insightful uh, analysis, this ain't where you're going to find it, at least not on my end.
4: (laughs) Can I ask you one question? I know we don't want to get too bogged down. I want you to ask me. Kai Stevens is an Englishman. Do we feel that he might be fighting for the queen? Wow. In this battle of the Irish versus the English.
3: You know what? I'm going to negate that point. I'm going to say Throg Kelly is fighting against the queen.
4: Against the queen? Well, that's the other they side
3: too. They both have powers. Who's going to overpower the other's power? So well, I historically
4: think. Historically, the English have won that particular it's, battle. It's but.
3: redemption time. It's redemption time at Bellator Dublin, Bellator 285. Uh, can I stop going both? Are we going 285 or are we going Dublin? Oh, just go Dublin. We'll go Dublin. Even okay. Though,
4: even though they've done a bunch of Dublins, it's still, you just do Dublin. It's like every time the UFC goes to London, it's UFC London. It doesn't matter that it's actually like their 17th trip there or whatever.
3: All right, let's keep it going. Another Irishman with not a lot of fights on his record. It's Karrion Clark. Uh, short notice opponent in Raphael Hudson. Yeah, just like what Clark's been doing, you know?
4: <laughs> oh, oh, do you? Okay. I can't even <laughs> pretend to know what Karrion Clark
3: I has don't, been doing. I don't know what these guys are doing, dude. I'm just throwing together a little action, <laughs> oh, a little dumb parlay. He's, oh, he's got a short notice. Of- Ireland guy. Okay. Yeah, dude, he's got a short notice opponent coming in who has not been impressive of a late. Lost three of his last four. Uh, professional Shooto Brazil. The logo looks like a Mortal Kombat logo. I'm a little worried about that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, other than that, dude he he's 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 one in three in his last four. Karrion Clark. You know, I think I think Double C C squared as they call them call him in Dublin gets this one done.
4: Hey, plus. Just know, know where your bread is buttered. You know that's that's one of my things. And you have Irish to know that I'm going in into Ireland, this. They're trying yeah. to give him a win,
3: for sure. Uh, you you got to kind of think of the squash matches that are that are getting set up here. Um, I also am going into this knowing I'm going to lose. It's it's liberating. I am the Avengers. Bellator Dublin. One of these guys is Thanos, and. As they're laying on the mat after getting thirty twenty Ford as a minus nine hundred, uh, they <laughs> will look dead into the camera and be like, "I am inevitable." And I will say, "I know. Why do I keep doing this?
4: <laughs> I know, but I still fight. Uh, I fight the good fight, buddy."
3: Next leg of the parlay, fourth and final leg of this parlay, Yoel Romero. This is one I actually feel good in. Soldier, oh, of God, yeah. like we're we're ready to go. First, first, uh, first dog of the week for us, Alex Palizzi. Regret that. Yoel Romero just yeah. did what he had to do.
4: We, we missed. But that's, we missed that. The funny thing is, I everything you're saying I track with. I have Yoel Romero. I've got one parlay. It's Yoel Romero and Brett Johns, and then I have a third open leg that I'll fill in with something else in the future, probably yeah. on next week's UFC card.
3: Oh, nice.
4: Steve use the, it. Maybe. Like, those two those two fights still only got it to, like, minus 250 if I just <laughs> parlayed the two of them together. Yeah, that's, yeah.
3: because yeah, so uh, that, my, my four-leg parlay is minus 102 because if that, doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't sound sharp, I don't know what does. I don't sharp, know what does. Sharp is cue ball, baby. I mean, uh, sharp as a tack over here. Yeah.
4: The, uh, the best part of this, though, is... Yoel is going to be the one that busts your parlay. Yeah, like gonna, it's, it's going, it's not going to be, uh, Kieran, it's not going to be any of the, the other ones you don't know anything about. It's going to be Yoel Romero. He's yes. gonna, in the most frustrating way possible. Lose to Melvin, man. Yeah. <laughs> so-
3: in the battle of the elderly, Melvin Manhoof, 46 years old is somehow going to best Yoel Romero.
4: Yeah, it's oh, I know exactly how it's going to happen. Yoel's just not going to do anything. I was
3: going to say he's going to throw six significant strikes fight. over fifteen minutes, and then when Melvin Manhoof hits him, he's just going to put his hands up and be like, "What? Yeah. What?" He's,
4: yeah, Melvin's just going to kick him in the leg ten times. Yoel does nothing, and Yoel loses a splitty. Like that's a thousand percent what's going to happen.
3: I'm looking forward to it. To be honest, I'm looking forward to it because when you already when you already know you're going to get hurt. It, it's tough to to really bring you down. Um, so is. that's the four legs. Brett Johns, Karrion Clark, Throg Kelly, Ul Romero, minus 102. When Vegas sees me walking in, they start shutting windows when you're putting together four-leg parlays <laughs> at minus 102. But then I added our boy Carl Albrickson top 10 light heavyweight in Bellator. Top 10. And then that's Mads Burnell, former UFC fighter. What could go wrong there? That's a little six-legger. That pays out at plus 212. Uh... So yeah, uh, I put it put out a poll here. What could go wrong?
4: Well, nothing. I I almost had Mads Burnell just as the third leg of of my two leg parlay. But so so the I, hot
3: the hot dog pick this week is uh, Diana Silva against Liam McCourt. She's actually moved to being a favorite now. And I almost got on board when she was a dog, and then I was like, Do I no. really want to put my money? On ten and seven, Diana Silva in a you low in a low level women's featherweight bout at Bellator And I said no, nope. Let's save that. So I just threw a half unit on each of those parlays. Throw a yeah. unit in the incinerator. Why not? If it works out, that'd be sick.
4: Why not? I respect it. I also took one straight bet uh, on this card. It's prop though. It's a uh, I took the over one and a half in the uh, manhoof Yol Romero fight. Because exactly what we were talking about. I actually just don't think Yoel going to fight him because he doesn't <laughs> do that. So it's like, it's only minus 110 for over one and a half. I don't I don't this mind feels, that. This feels incredibly likely, honestly. Yeah, so. I, I
3: don't mind that at all. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. A lack of research, uh, a lack of really caring I okay. uh I wasn't even aware that the props had been released yet. So DraftKings
4: has like a full prop spread on some I can't of the fights I'm, which is surprising I, to me.
3: I'm shocked at how much uh DraftKings is is going out on on Bellator 285, every but single got fight available. They nothing else
4: to do this week, I guess. They're just like, "Well, yeah. I guess sure, let's I mean, set some lines here cuz I mean, we're not making yeah.
3: enough money from the NFL, so we might as well add in the Bellator picks."
4: I mean, it was, I I was looking, I was like, oh, there is, I knew there'd be an over-under, but then when I looked into it at DK, I was like, oh, there's actually everything. Like I could I could pick Yoel by KO, minus 175, <laughs> which probably hits, but Maybe. I wouldn't feel good putting know. my money on it.
3: I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's I might cook insane. up, I might cook up a nasty little prop stew later this week, see what oh, I can, see what I can do. I'm already a unit down. We'll see how bad we can get it. <laughs> Uh, got a
4: chase to get it back.
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got on Bellator two eighty five. Sorry if we're that's, letting the people down.
4: That's all I got too. We look, you guys are lucky we're doing this. We didn't have to do it this week. There's no UFC, but we did it for you, for the people, so we could support you guys for supporting us.
3: Yeah, you I can know? I can say now the uh, the next off week after uh, the electric. Yang yeah, Nan, Mackenzie Dern, card UFCA pick sixty one will likely be podcastless in the uh, in the off it week.
4: Seems likely. I gotta say, man, though, like it's it's a bit of a bummer, right? Because we've got this down week, next week, tough hang. Like that card is a tough hang. Tough. And then another down week, and then we start getting the gas. Then we get another fight night card. Well, the, then we I, get I,
3: was, I was gonna say that. The fight card after that, also a little bit of a tough hang.
4: It is a Rujo Grasso main
3: event. A Rujo Grasso main event.
4: Yeah, but that's the Amuse Bouche for UFC 280. That's. I'll that agree just wets with that. the palette? I'll agree ready. with that.
3: It's the hors d'oeuvres at the wedding. They're walking around with the with the toastinis, the crustinis, yeah. whatever they call a them. crab the...
4: cake, give me a crab cake. Crab cake. I...
3: Oh, spring roll? sure. I'll take two. Bring those around next time. Sliders, yeah. I'm down. Uh, yeah, it'll be a nice little thing. Calm get before just, the storm. Get your 280.
4: Ready, 280.
3: Whew, I can't but wait go, for 280. But then we go. Then we go 280. Yeah. 280. Then we go Arnold Allen Calvin cater yeah. made event. Then I'm sleeping on whatever's after that. It doesn't even matter. And then we go 281. That four-week stretch is going to be fire.
4: So I will say that the one after, the between Cater Allen and 281.
3: What, what is it? Aspen Ladd, Sarah McMahon got redone as the main event of that one?
4: It's a tough hang. There's there's not a scheduled main event as as of yet. Uh Sick. Looking at Sorry. the card, I think the main event is probably going to end up being Mavsar Evloev Bryce Mitchell. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The yeah, best yeah. No, I'm fight on that. the card. I mean, that's I'm a good fight. That. You've got Miranda Maverick Shani Young. You know, some some other fighters that are. Oh, actually, it might be Marina Rodriguez Amanda Lemosch That might also be also down be for like that. Mondays. I'm a huge Marina guy. Yeah, and that's a it's it's okay, but it's. It's a weaker card, but again, it won't matter. I don't want to be that full going into it.
3: I don't want to be that full going into it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely starting to to come full circle realization that UFC, while there's no off season, the main season is is like... Oh, the summertime. Yeah, it's like mid-February to, to August. Like March to August, we were just getting banger after banger after banger. Yep.
4: They uh, I mean it. Their their prime stuff is they're throwing down the middle high heat when it's Super Bowl weekend, basically until the end of the summer. Yeah. They're trying to because you and get international fight week in there, and you do oof. just that whole stretch is, Great It's tans. usually going to be big, big stuff. Great times, and then they'll close. They close the year pretty strong because you're going to always get the MSG in November. You're going to get you will get one or more two in December. In December. Too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So they usually close the year pretty well as well. But the
3: fillers around it, you know, they're fulfilling their contract with the ESPN Plus. I understand what they're what they're doing, and uh, we appreciate it because, you know, sometimes those are where you find the gold. Those sometimes those are where you find the plus twenty five hundred Corey Sandhagen around fours.
4: Sometimes that's where it is. Speaking of the plus twenty five hundred Corey Sandhagen, I'm going to use that to transition us to our final segment.
3: Wait, of, of wait. wait, I have to put the I have to stop this beautiful transition and okay. uh because i got a bet on Shakur stevenson uh oh, robson can say just so.
4: breaking out into boxing
3: yeah at yeah, yeah. friday night in newark where else would you rather be newark new jersey you hometown uh one? i actually got tickets offered and i said no i will not be in town this weekend so wow. I, yeah oh, I, uh, I won't in
4: town okay. yeah okay. i probably would have gone are you going Newark's... to the uj kent state game is that what's yeah. happening
3: Yeah, uh, that's going to be sick. But uh, yeah, Newark, not the easiest place to get to. Um, I'm taking Shakur Stevenson by decision, minus 160. He is so juiced up because he's going to win the fight. You can't take him straight. was leaning maybe as a knockout because he's such a huge favorite, but I actually did a little bit of research into this one. Can say so? He's no pushover, dude. Olympic gold medalist, 17-1, and never been knocked out. Survived Oscar Valdez, who has knockout power for 36 minutes uh Shakur Stevenson really not the biggest knockout artist nine of his 18 wins which is not that incredible in boxing uh and then three of his last four gone to a decision four of his last six have gone to a decision I really just think Shakur Stevenson is just going to style on him for for 12 rounds uh so yeah I'll I'll lay some chalk on a Shakur by decision
4: I Shakur is I'm looking at minus
3: 2500
4: yeah 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 that is that's a Big number. The thing I hate is that, on general principle, I kind of want to bet on Cansaisal just because, like,
3: Olympic gold medalist.
4: Exactly, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He at least knows how to box, and I know that amateur boxing and pro boxing not the same thing. But like, if if he was plus two thousand, I'd take the shot. But I'm looking at him as like plus a thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's. <sighs> There's that's Vegas the, for you. The, minus, the Vegas knows what they're yeah, doing. They're creating yeah. a gulf there.
3: But yes, it's the it's vague. A, it's the juice. The that, house always wins. So much juice there. It's so juicy. Yeah, and I can't, I can't do it. But man, on general that's, principle, that's boxing for you though. When when people ask why I'm not a huge boxing fan, it's because ninety percent of the fights are minus twenty five hundred.
4: It's tough to bet boxing. That is absolutely for sure.
3: Shakur um, Stevenson had a run where every single time he fought, I was like, oh, Shakur Stevenson's fighting. And then I checked the odds and he was minus 10,000.
4: Yeah. That's that's just sort of how it goes in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's, it's a tough hang.
3: Yeah. But uh, I wish right. you
4: the best in your boxing.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to lose. I'm ready to lose everything this weekend. It's all right.
4: <laughs> it's very nihilistic, Connor, this week.
3: Listen, uh, I'll be all right. I'll put down like a total of like two, two and a half units if I win something. I'll, if I lose it all, I'll, I'll win it right back on UFC Apex sixty one.
4: Oh yeah, and two eighty. I mean, two eighty is going to be the perfect night.
3: I already have like seven bets down for two eighty. I'm not going to lie to you. And
4: you're going to hit all of them. No hit Manon off
3: at an opener of minus one seventy five. Pretty proud of that. Uh, yeah, the I, number I, has to have moved. Yeah, he's like, she's like minus two eighty. Yeah, best that fight out notification right. shout out. Always have them on.
4: Love, dude, love. I love the notifications. You were just so on point.
3: I mean, staying, staying I frisky. well, I knew I was betting Furo, and as soon as I saw that, I mean, you should see me when I see some of these odds drop because I know how fast they move. I frantically try to place the bet.
4: We'll have to talk about it then. But yeah, do you it, not have enough. some concerns that Caitlyn Chukagian and by decision is nope. the death and taxes?
3: I know it's a thing. I've won on it several times, but the beast is my girl.
4: Marina I mean, and Manon uh, are my
3: t- are my two girls. I love Manal,
4: and I think she should win, but I am, I'm concerned. But we'll talk about that
3: in three weeks. Yeah, that's that's for next month's show.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
0: With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.
3: All right, let's we get into the spe- last segment.
4: Say, we've got a special segment. We're going to close it down because I, I pitched this to you the other week when I knew we'd have this off week because... One of the things that I get the most is when you were off on your European adventures, you know, going going to to Paris, seeing okay. Cyril Gone and all that. Take me back. Had a couple. You you were, you were left me here to, in the trenches taking grenades. And so I brought in some people. I brought in uh, Mike Heck from Mayfine.com. He he does places a wager every now and then. It was a fine episode. But I brought in Alexander Kaylee, who had never been in May before. And the entire premise was... AK, I'm going to teach you how to bet because a lot of people, especially new fans, maybe they don't know how to bet. I've gotten so much feedback on that since. One, I will say, we turned AK into a better and God, I love it. That man is now talking to me constantly about (laughs) action. He's doing stuff. It's the best. It makes me so happy. But I get so, I've gotten so many messages from fans, from, from listeners being like, hey, that was a really great episode. Like, I haven't ever really bet MMA before. And so I got to learn some stuff. Uh, and, or people just asking for more, teach me how to bet things beyond just ride, you know, riding the rails with us. And so, what I decided we should do is we should help these people out because we're, we're, we're friendly guys. We, we want everybody to, to come in, have a good time, to do it the right way, and to have some fun. So, I thought what we would do. So we create the MMA betting rule book. You know, you got to have a set of guidelines, principles to live by. I've got some, they're not written down, they're not codified, but let's do that right now. And so I've got a list of several items. You've got some items and we're basically just going to talk through the rules by which to bet MMA and, and how how we do it. And so I'm going to lead us off. Please and do. And then, then I'll throw it to you because rule number one, the single most important thing when betting MMA to take into consideration is that flyweight unders never lose. Never they lose. Never lost. They are a the lock of the century. We, I mean, we did the math. We did the science. This is backed by science. Five out of ten rec- dentists recommend it. It's it's the rule number one as far as I'm concerned for MMA betting.
3: I mean. I went back through my bets for this year, and I am 7-0 and betting on flyweight unders. my uh, wow. First one I did of the year was Schnell Roy Val back at 274. And the biggest thing about these things, none of them have ever seen a third round. When we take just these. killing it. Almost all of them are first round finishes. Jillian Robertson, this back past weekend, we delved in to the women's MMA flyweight unders. Worked out for us. Don't know how regular of a thing that's going to be, but I am happy to jump on the opportunities when they present themselves like they did this past weekend. I'm, I'm serious. Flyweight unders are my favorite bets to make. When I see the flyweights making the walk, those just athletic strong just great looking people making that walk out to the octagon i'm pacing around my my house it's it's not just the financial ties it's the emotional ties at this point because i'm so buried deep into the flyweight under strain
4: oh yeah man it's and it's it's just electric it is just electric to watch because you know they they come out for action full gas all gas no brakes baby and it's it's Great, and I'm glad we found this. I'm glad we are the we're the people who discovered this. You know,
3: it's been it's uh, been passed along. It's made waves. National Radio uh, Dan Levitard Show. Don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It was presented to them. They denied it. They denied the book of flyweight unders, and whoa. it cost them. Yeah, well, yeah, our I, man Tony. Our man Tony presented it Tones. to them. Yeah, and we they need to talk.
4: We need to talk to him.
3: Yeah, it was the the uh, Silva Altamirano fight. They they faded it and took the over and lost.
4: They they just got obliterated. They didn't lose. They lost badly. Like I I didn't know this. I'm glad to. I thought we got through to Tony, and I, obviously no, Tony did, Tony the, couldn't get through. Yep. couldn't get through to the others. That's. I didn't know this. All I'm saying is Newton gave Newton discovered gravity. Uh, ben Franklin discovered electricity. We discovered flyweight unders. You judge who's given the most to mankind.
3: I think the answer is simple. Uh, get the checkbooks ready for for October because I've already got my eyes on quite a few. Oh, got
4: got a few of them coming up, and look, the retirement count needs to be padded. <laughs> got to build up retirement. That's how uh, we do it, baby.
3: All right. While we're on the subject, I'll give one. Uh, this is one that has been. Tested and proven. Always bet on the Magomed. If the uh, man has Magomed in his name, I don't know if there's ever been a female Magomed. I'm I'm sure there has been at some point, but uh, if there is a Magomed in the name, you bet on that. They are 50 and eight all time in the UFC. Uh, don't know how it translates to Bellator or other sports, but there is a uh, a, a man by the I'm name sorry, of. Can
4: you can you repeat those numbers just for the people in yeah. the back in case they didn't hear that?
3: Fifty and eight. 50 and eight all time. That's
4: That's pretty decent.
3: Pretty, uh, pretty good in, in my opinion, hitting, hitting at that kind of a clip. Uh, yeah, 50 and eight all time. Don't know if it transfers to Bellator. We're going to test those waters. When a little man named, uh, Magomed Magomedov takes on Patchy Mix. Double the Magomed. Double the Magomed. Double the Magomed. Uh, makes up for it being in Bellator. I will definitely be betting on him to beat Patchy Mix in December. Uh, that is the rule that I present to you.
4: I love this rule. I had a very similar rule down of if a man's if a man's name has av or uh, yeah the avs yeah any of the avs uh, or or chev in it. It's just don't don't bet against them. Just never bet against the avs and the chevs. Very similar rule. I'm fully on board with you.
3: Uh, the next okay. one, yes, go the, go.
4: The next one I would like to present. And I want to let you wax a little more on this, because I I spoke some about this uh, with AK when we were talking through it. Actually, no, I'll table that for a second, because I will say the second most important rule for me personally, and arguably it's the most important rule, uh, it certainly was until we discovered flyweights. Betting is supposed to be fun. MMA betting, the entire purpose of doing this is, is not to pad the retirement account, even though that's what we do. It's to have fun. And so my betting philosophy is guided entirely by that. If there's a bet that I could make that's not as fun as a bet that I could make, I'm not going to pick the one that's less fun. I'm going to pick the bet that is fun to do. If there's any reason that a bet might not be fun, let's say theoretically uh, a a tragedy occurs to a fighter. He has a family member die. I'm not going to bet against that because it's not fun to bet against a man who's battling through things like that. Betting is supposed to be fun. Take that shot. Add that extra leg to the parlay. Throw throw a couple bucks down on a plus 2,500. Long shot. Have fun with it. That's the most important rule other than flyweights to me.
3: Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, It's the first thing that I wrote down. I mean, getting bogged down sometimes in the MMA betting Twitter sphere is just nauseating. How... Serious. Some of these people take this stuff. Like, I get that you're playing with money, and I get that it sucks when you lose. But it's just like you—you can't be so miserable when you lose. Like, give yourself ten minutes. Give yourself fifteen minutes. Whatever it takes. Huff and puff. Do whatever you want when you lose a bet, and move on. Like, this is meant to be fun. Have fun with it. Make the stupid bets. I have people hitting me up after Pat Sabatini loses, and they're like, "Uh, "I think it's time you stop these." Gimmicks and getting T-shirts and getting cheesesteaks and and doing this, I'll that, and the other. I'll never stop. I'll never stop because it's hilariously fun, especially when it hits. If Pat Sabatini goes out there and and wins, say the 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 rules are reversed. He wins in the first round. I got one cheesesteak in hand and I'm dancing around my living room if that happens, and it's hilarious and it's fun. I'm never going to stop doing that. It's fun. That is what betting is supposed to be. You are not going to retire on this. You are not going to pay down your mortgage with these winnings. Like you would have to have such a massive bankroll and have such a disciplined process to be able to do that. You're not like if you're just getting in this just for some action, that's not what is going to happen. So have fun with it, please. Exactly. Yeah.
4: I, I will, mean that's it. I will now offer offer to you for the next one.
3: Uh, Yeah. I mean, like while we're on the sort of the more serious rules here, uh, one just like explanation thing is, you know, speaking of being disciplined is is units Uh, kind of a phrase that gets thrown around and, and not everyone knows what it means. A lot of people, you know, that don't take it as seriously or are new to the betting sphere kind of, you know sort of laugh it off and, and everything. And it, it does kind of sound like a little bit pretentious, a little bit douchey when you- It when,
4: super sounds
3: douchey. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I, I recognize I, it. I recognize it, totally it 100%. I used to be the guy that was like, this guy talks about units, what, I fucking, this, I can't listen to this. It's just uh, a standard measurement. Yes it makes sense once you understand why people do it it makes sense not everyone has the same amount of money not everyone has the same bankroll which a bankroll is money you have set aside strictly to use for betting which should be the first thing you are going to do if you are going to embark on a betting journey never never that
4: with the mortgage
3: oh my god never just like never just keep plopping money into the account and just keep losing it Hat, no, track your results, keep a spreadsheet, do whatever you have to do. I know I got too late into the game before I before I realized what uh, uh, Bet MMA Tips is. They are a third-party tracking service. Do whatever you have to do to, to track your bets, track your results, to actually see how you're doing, to see how your bankroll is, set aside that bankroll. And then with that bankroll comes the units. Units is 1% of your bankroll. If your bankroll is $500 a unit, is five dollars and i don't i don't i can't speak for everybody on this but for me the scale is 0.1 unit to five units i rarely ever in a year of giving out picks on the umar i've never given out a five unit bet that would be a max bet for me these people that i see that are like 10 units here 20 units here oh, max bet 100 units it's like dude you're just trying to inflate numbers that makes no sense you're you're losing the whole purpose of the scale at this point if you're consistently making 10 unit bets then that's your one unit. Like that's what it is. It's the unit scale is not meant to inflate your numbers. It's meant to give a, a universal language. If I'm talking to Bill Gates and I'm like, yeah, man, I got a unit down on Magomed Magomedov here. And he's like, oh, how much you put? And I'm like, $10. He's like, what is <laughs> yeah, the point of this? You I'm going to come
4: put- to Bill Gates and be like, I've threw 20 bucks. <laughs> I was like, is that like a quarter? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs>
3: Exactly. What that exactly. What's what is the point of that for me? It's a universal language. I have friends that bet thousands of dollars. Sometimes I, I will give out my picks, and they'll send me my picks that I gave out, and they have a thousand dollars on it. And I'm like, oh god, like I'm nervous for that. But then it's like that's their unit size. That's how much money they make. That is what they put on bets. So it's not that foreign to them. So yeah, it's just a common language. That's all it is, uh, and it, and it really helps with bankroll management.
4: Yep, I've got it here. My uh I genuinely don't I think I will occasionally bet over like ten units or whatever. Do you know
3: occasionally? A, a, I see people but, where every bet is ten my units. Are,
4: yeah, your your bet should be a standard that's, that's unit. your unit then. Yeah, one percent of the bankroll and occasionally and then sometimes and I'll I'll lead this into to my next one here. Sometimes I even Perhaps on this very program, I have not obeyed this rule, which is that there are no sure things. There's yeah, no God. such thing as a lock beyond flyweight unders. And so <laughs> there's that's the reason you don't bet more than five, 10 units on a thing. You don't put 100% of your bankroll. You don't put 50% of your bankroll.
3: Please don't do that.
4: Because sometimes you do that on Valentina Shevchenko, and then <laughs> you are literally staring down bankruptcy and being like, I've made a massive mistake. That's <laughs> and
3: in, in, in all seriousness, that's why you should have a max bet in mind. What is, is your max bet where you reach that confidence where you're where you really are like, I don't see how this loses. Like this past weekend, my most confident one was joe pifer i was like this guy is going to win i can almost guarantee it so say i wanted to take a single on him i would have a max bet my max bet in in my mind is is five units and it would just you know i would pull the trigger on that um but yeah it's it's like what you're saying there are no sure things there are no locks dude i've been gambling for 10 years and i can promise you there are no locks in this game
4: None. And that's the amount of
3: the amount of the locks max, that I've had lose.
4: Oh, dude, it happens. And that's the thing. Your max bet, if you're putting whatever you've set your max bet, it should be like you said. It should be something that you feel like, or in your heart, would be like, I would bet my house on it. But you don't actually bet your yeah, house please. on it because you're a reasonable person and you recognize that, especially in this game, dude, absolutely anything
3: can happen. I, oh like my they could god! In an MMA too. In MMA too, it's so volatile. And the max bet, it should be a lot. It should it should be where when it's coming up, this is this is the one. This is big bet. The, we, the, vibes are, the vibes are high. We're a little bit nervous. But it should also be if you lose, your night isn't ruined. Your week isn't ruined. You're not gonna be Your life a, isn't ruined. Yes. Like you're not gonna be a bitter, angry person to everyone around you. Like there's nothing worse. And I've been guilty of it before. Then the guy that loses the bets or is, or is having a bad night, and he just becomes a sour grape, and he's not fun oh, to yeah. hang out with. Like, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, dude. Because like, if you want people to celebrate and go crazy with you when you win, don't be the guy that's sulking and being the worst at the party when you lose.
4: Absolutely, uh, absolutely.
3: Which, which actually, your what you just said, there's no such thing as a lock. Don't don't go crazy on it. Actually, leads me to a point. In oh, my opinion. Perfect. Don't chase. Don't chase. And, and when you lose oh, it's on- a great rule. When you lose on way too much, don't chase it. Don't go after it. You you go into the night with your bets. Maybe you want to throw in a live bet. Maybe you have a plan to do that. Don't chase on it. Like at Just this past weekend, just this past weekend, I had the losing week. I tweet about it. Yeah, lost this week. It is what it is. We'll be back next week. Uh, try and win it back. And someone hits me up immediately. Is it time to win it all back on Triple G? And I'm like, no and I pray that that guy actually didn't try and do that because now, not only did you have a losing week, now you've just made it even worse. Now you're just even more in the gutter. Now do you even have that desire to chase even more? Don't chase because the bets that you're coming into, which leads me to another point is is do the work put in the research are hopefully heavily researched you have reasoning behind it you know why you took the bet when you start chasing man you're throwing darts dude you start thro- you start playing on emotion you start trying to get it back you you know you start betting with with your heart over your brain and things can go bad there and i just never encourage anyone to chase
4: 100 and that's the thing too because like if you when i lose a bet I at least know I had a reason, and maybe when I go back exactly. and look at it, I'm like, okay, that was I, I misevaluated this, or I didn't take this into account. But I can feel good knowing that I, I knew what I was doing or had a reason. If you you throw a dart chasing and you miss, then it's like, oh, I, I was just being an idiot. Like that, it wasn't like I was being smart and I missed something. It was I was just being stupid, and it's it's it doesn't help it. Gives you nothing but regrets, hundred percent. I'm with you on the don't chase. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to leverage this into my next one, please. Which is also a little more serious. I, I genuinely mean this to everyone because this was a. I've had some people ask me about this. Always hedge your yes. Parlays. Yes, I, I. Always hedge your parlays. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Every time, I cannot. If you've got a four leg down and you've hit the first three and you're just waiting on that last leg to come through, even if it is your most confident leg of the parlay, it's it's Canelo triple G. Obviously, Canelo's going to win this one. I feel the best about it. I'm just going to let it ride. Just hedge. Just like take take the guaranteed payout because there are no guarantees. And so I explained this to AK once. I, I have a system for hedging. My hedging on parlays it's uh, it's binary. If I feel really, really good about the last leg, when I make my hedge bet, it is just to cover if the last leg fails.
3: Yes. if right.
4: I don't, if if the last leg's up in the air, I make a middle hedge, which is where either way the outcome goes, i I make as much profit as possible between the two, right? So, one is basically to cover my losses should should the last leg somehow lose, but maximize the amount I gain even throwing the hedge down. The other is, I'm not as sure. I'll just take the mo- max guaranteed profit either way. but always always hedge,
3: yes, a hundred percent, if a hedge is presented to you, which, if you don't understand what a hedge is, it's if you have a par lay in and you are down to the last leg, don't do it when there's two legs left because something can go wrong. When you are down to the last leg, And this brings me to another point of not parlaying underdogs. Do not parlay underdogs. That Just take them straight. That's
4: really rule number one.
3: Yeah, there should never be a reason where you're not just taking it straight. I would hate to see you parlay up a plus 150, a plus 170, a plus 110, go two for three, and you could just be swimming in profits instead of having zero dollars. Because you're not parlaying underdogs and you're parlaying favorites, the hedge out opportunity will be at plus money for you, which means you can take it to equate to what you bet which is what I do when I hedge if I feel really confident on it but hedging is just a great opportunity to just make a situation even better like you are mm-hmm. now sitting say you took a parlay it's plus 200 you have three legs down but your last leg is minus 400 you are now sitting on a minus 400 at plus 200 the other side coming back at plus 280 why just I'm never afraid I'm never afraid to hedge I'm I'm never afraid to not chase like you just you like, yeah, yeah. It's I'm, insurance. You're yes. buying
4: insurance. And it's all like buying insurance, unless you're playing blackjack, buying insurance is always the way to go. Yes.
3: Cover your basis. Um, which also leads me to another point on uh, you know, hedging. Uh, you know, this is actually one of the last serious rules that I have, and then we can get back to the fun stuff. Uh, I feel like this is the most serious I've ever gotten on the pod, but uh uh one more that I have, maybe some people will disagree. If you if you like the fighter and you like the number play it play it if you think they're going to win don't be afraid like don't feel like you have to get peer pressured into only taking plus money plays like i i see a lot of people falling victim to this and i i'm a i'm a proud chalk donkey man I'll, i'll say it i like taking chalk and it's been profitable for me and i and i find winnings with it and and it's a system of success that i have found in betting And I will receive flack for it typically on a weekly basis. Oh, a lot of favorites. Oh, man. You only take the safe bets and you win no money. It's like, well, I am winning money. I am a profitable, at this point, long term better in MMA. And it's just a system that I have. Don't like, you don't have to adopt anyone else's system. Do what you do. If, If what you do is just playing four or five dogs every week and you find profitability with that, do that. If you play chalk, if you, if you, do a mix of both, whatever your system is, play that. Like if you like a fighter and you like the number, take it. Like just take it. It doesn't matter. Like, say you like a guy at minus 170. Take that. Like you, you should go into it before you even look at the odds. You should go into it having an idea of what you want to play that guy at. You should do the research, you should do the tape study, and then take a look at the odds.
4: That's exactly how I do it. Couldn't agree more. Don't be afraid of chalk. Vegas knows what they're doing. Vegas, Vegas they're, they're no dummies.
3: Vegas no knows dummies. what they're doing, dude. That's 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 another tip, man. If you think you're outsmarting Vegas, chances are you probably are not.
4: Yeah. They, they got some smart people, got some supercomputers, whatever they've got. Another one, just because this has been a thing lately, and this is less of a, a rule for betting and more of a a rule for the karma gods because this has happened a lot with a very high profile individual who I won't name, never knock another better. Like there's, this we're, we're all in this together. This is, we're not battling each other. We're battling the books. And that's, I don't care if, if a dude hasn't won in 20 bets, because it, it doesn't matter. Like, because you could be that guy and you don't want to inspire the karma gods to come back on you and say, you are bagging this man because he can't hit a parlay to save his life. Guess what? Your next 50 bets, you're gonna be tossing bricks out. Is no, it's not the good energy. We're no. all in this together. No, never Positive bag another vibes. better.
3: Positive vibes, man. Like, and guess what? This is another one. This is the last. I've I have two more serious ones. Not every cold streak is going to last forever. Not every hot streak is going to last forever. I had eight straight winning weeks. I have one losing week and everyone is reminding me of how I had a losing week. And I'm just like, yep, it's, it's what you've done for me lately. I understand getting the flack, but hopefully we can bounce back. Uh, yeah, I high profile guy, uh, not going to name names, but, uh, I'm pretty sure he, he went perfect last night and the cold streak was bound to, was bound to end eventually. Like, I, I don't understand this, this shitting on other betters thing. It's, I I've never taken part in it. I don't like taking part in it. I it, dude, it's supposed to be fun. It should be you against the bookies. And in my in my eyes, dude, it's just a little bit of karma. You're just building the the bad beats up in in your wallet yeah. for that. Like I don't down another better, dude. Like it's supposed to be fun, man. Like you you are so lame doing that. Like people who jump on me in my in my mentions when I have a losing week, it's just like uh kick rocks man like i your opinion is worthless to me i i don't care like the 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 flack that i see on mma twitter is betting twitter can can get ridiculous sometimes
4: let me also i don't it shouldn't be necessary to say it but sadly it is there's also don't ever bag a fighter because you lost a bet mostly only the worst people in the world do this and i'm i'm confident the worst people in the world aren't listeners to us because our fan base is the best in the world but don't do it like it's just it's it's bad karma and it's just a really shitty thing to do so don't make sure we're not doing that
3: yeah yeah i uh anything i say about like this week i've i've been jokingly mentioning zell huber uh but like i'm not going to bag the dude as as an actual fighter and man like i'm not going to go hit him up on instagram or twitter and like shit on his family or anything like that. Like it's, yeah, it's uh, insane. yeah, I don't know. These are all just rules that we live by. The last one that I have is just do the work, do the research, put in the time, oh, like, one. just like watch the tape, look at the stats, look at the trends, look at what's going on, listen to as many people as you can. And don't, yeah, don't, also don't think that people are Bibles. I am wrong so much. I am wrong so much. I feel like so many people are. Like get as many opinions as you can, get as many different angles as you can fights play out in different ways, man. Sometimes you can be, the biggest thing I always think of is sometimes you can be so sure of a bet and then the fight starts and you're like halfway into round one and you're like, oh, this is not going how I thought it was going to go. And then the minutes just tick by and you're like, oh, wow, this is this is really not going how I thought it was going to play out. And you're like, wow, this is a bad bet. I I did not see this coming. So, yeah, just put in the work, man. the 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 more reasoning you have for a bet, the better you'll feel about it, and the and the better you'll feel when you lose. When you know why you took it, when you know exactly why you took it, and you lose, it it in my opinion, it's more comforting.
4: A hundred percent. I've got two more. One of them tags into your Zell Huber thing. I avoid debuting fighters. I don't.
3: The, that's a smart one. Smart one. You fighters just, you can't trust. Fighters you don't know what they're gonna do. Like I just mentioned. Bellator yeah. is full of them.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's also – this This rule could just be avoid Bellator because you have no idea what's going to happen. The Zellhuber Huber thing, like I thought he's going to win. I intentionally stayed away from that fight because you don't know. I mean, they're fighters, they're people, and there's just such a difference between getting to the show and not – even if you can be as confident as possible. It's a little bit of the chaos hammer when they're making their big – Big-time debut. Everything's different. It's a whole new world. You, you just never know. So I always avoid debuting fighters.
3: No, I, I, I really do. Th- I think that's a good one. That's that's one I had written down.
4: Last one. I think it's it's one of the more important ones. Ties into a lot of the other stuff we've said. Never, ever, ever, ever bet against your own team. Never do it. I see so many people who are like, I'll bet against the Bulldogs. Then if the Bulldogs lose, I still made money. You are inviting the Karma police to just punch you in the face as hard as they possibly can. If you've got a favorite fighter, don't bet against them. I don't care if your favorite fighter is Tony Ferguson, because he's gonna lose next time out because he's washed, lost five in a row. If he's your favorite fighter, you can't bet against him. There's no world that you can bet against that, man. It's just not how the game is played.
3: Here's the thing, too. Here's the thing. All those people that are like, I'll bet against the Bulldogs, and if they lose, I win money, so I'm happy. Flip side, they win, and now you've lost money, and now you look like a fool for going against your team and not believing in them. Yeah, like You're you not just-
4: believing in them.
3: That losing that money is going to sting. Like It's going to sting. I don't care how big of a fan you are of a team, dude. It's going to sting losing that money. And it just takes away from it. Where if you bet on them, they win as underdogs. Like That Kara France against Askar Askarov plus 300 was Tastes such sweet. a fulfilling bet. And when he lost against Brandon Moreno, I did not sit there all angry. I was like, I know why I made the bet. It's because I'm a Kaikara France fan. I backed that dude in the fire. And uh, that's that. We move on. We ride to the next one. I'm with you yeah. on that. Or it's, stay away if you have to. Yeah, stay away. You
4: don't, you don't have to bet. Don't bet, against, don't them, bet against. them. Don't bet against
3: them. Don't bet against them. Because say I had bet Brandon Moreno and Kai had won, I would have felt like such an asshole. I would have been like, I could have made no. money and doubled down on this.
4: Yeah, exactly. I just I see it a lot out there, and it's you're not. It's important. I. If you don't believe in karma, you're just wrong. Like, no better. They they say that there are no atheists in foxholes. There are no atheists in sports betting. You believe in the karma gods.
3: Oh, They are going
4: to punish you if you you don't give them respect.
3: In every aspect of life, I am the least superstitious superstitious person ever. In betting, I am the most superstitious person. I, I, like... If I'm on a hot streak, I won't get a haircut. I won't change. Like, I wear like some stuff on my wrist. I won't change anything on my wrists or anything like that. I get real superstitious, which actually brings me to a point. This is a strategic move on the superstitious part. Uh, Hold your bathroom breaks for fights that you have the over on uh, because.
4: Fantastic.
3: The overs are just. They are just miserable to go through. Like you're lying if you don't think they are. Sanhagen and and Song Yudong. Pretty certain that one was going to go the over one and a half. And I'm still in my house, kind of pacing around, just like any big shot. There was one point in the second round, Sanhagen got hit, and he stumbled back, and it looked like he was wobbled. And like I was like, no, oh, no, oh no! Like it's like, go to the bathroom. What you do, you go to the bathroom, you take your time, wash your hands twice, maybe floss, do something like that, you know, listening, you have the ear out on your friends in the room watching. And if status quo remains, you're like, time's just ticking off, we're almost at that over. And then if they go crazy and you know that the fight is over, you can just chill in the bathroom, wallow in it for a minute, you know, collect yourself, splash a little water in the face, uh, you know. Get out that that hurt, that depression, and then you come out and you're like, yeah, I heard you guys, I heard you. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. Nah, it's not a big deal. Happens. You wipe the tear off your eyes. It is what it is. Uh, which also leads me to one other point. Do not ever, ever count your chickens before they have hatched. Do not start spending that May money do that. until it has hit your account. Just a few weeks ago, I had Kamaru Usman finishing... Two, three parlays, and here I am. I am a Kamaru Usman supporter. Uh, He has finished many a parlay for me, and I'm sitting there talking to my friends like a jackass in the fifth round, and I'm like, Kamaru Usman, dude, guy is just a professional parlay finisher. This guy just finishes parlays for me every last two years three years (laughs) parlay up kamaru usman because he's gonna finish it i'm just like yep texting with you and uh rick i'm just like yeah this guy just finishes boom all parlays killed one one kick because what was i doing being an asshole and counting my chickens before they hatch making plans for what i was going to spend that money on before it even hit my account and he got ripped away from me in one blow especially in this sport. I mean, literally never, one blow, <laughs> never say it's over. Never talk about it. There was a March madness UFC London in March. There was a March madness game on UNC Baylor, Baylor, UNC, one of the two, I think it was UNC. Yeah, it was UNC up 25. And, uh, I was just like, no, nope, not over, not over. And uh, one of my friends at the bar we were at, they were just like, this one's over. You guys got this one. Baylor came all the way back and forced it into overtime from 25 down. And it's just like, it's just bad juju to say it's over. It's bad juju. It's never over till it's over. Especially Mm -hmm. in MMA. Especially in MMA where it takes, where you can be down 100 to nothing and come back like that in MMA. Like it is never over until it's over. Do not count those chickens before they hatch.
4: That's perfect. Well, that's a great note to end on. We have created the first MMA betting rulebook.
3: I have one last oh. one. This oh, one, this is the one in the lab. This is the one in okay. the lab. I, oh, uh,
4: this is so. This isn't in the rule book yet, but we're working on it. We've got 15 locked in rules, and now we've got a science experiment.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous to debut this to the public, and I I don't know how to test this history wise. So we're just gonna have to test it moving forward. Uh, it's the Rash Guard rule. Um, when women come out and they're wearing the, the the rash guard, I don't know if I just like, if it's just me picking up on it at the times, I was at UFC Long Island, two women fought in rash guards that night, Michelle Watterson, Misha Tate, both got pummeled, pummeled. And I was like, wow. And then I just kind of picked up on it. There was another woman, I think it was on UFC San Diego. She fought in a rash guard. That's why I can't look up the hor- historical things. You can't really Google who fought in a rash guard recently. And she lost as well. And I said after that, I was like, man, don't bet, don't bet on the woman in the rash guard. I feel like that might be bad juju. Loma look boon me this weekend, comes out in the rash guard, loses it mid fight. It's like, not nah, not doing this anymore. Wins the fight. Lost the rash guard, won the fight. This is in the very early stages. It's something to keep an eye on. It's something to track. I'm gonna be aware of it moving forward. Uh, but I'd like to say that hypothesis is officially under testing.
4: I love it. The The most fun thing we do here is when we have the, we are a podcast of science and when we have <laughs> theories, we test them. It led us to the great discovery of flyweight unders heavyweight overs is still, still in it. It's in, we're past beta. I mean, we're, we're ready to get, get FDA approval. Just go to mass <laughs> marketing with it. We're, we're on the cusp and now we've got a new one. Now we've got a new beta. We've got that Leia McCourt, Diana Silva fight for Bellator Dublin. Let's see if the, see if the rash guard theory. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. I I can see who's, who's going to come out in a rash guard? Leah McCourt? Is she a rash guard fighter? I I honestly have no idea. I've, I've never considered the rash guard theory, so. Exactly. That's the tough part.
4: Who would be? So listen, all I'm saying. is new ground.
3: Yes. I think, I think Leah McCourt is a rash guard fighter. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at some pictures right now. It's well, just something to keep the an theory. eye on.
4: If if options, let's test the theory this weekend. We'll see.
3: Right now, I'm going to be an observer of this hypothesis. Uh, I won't officially start taking it until we until we get a few things. It's it's tough because you don't know if they're going to come out in the rash guard or not.
4: It has to be a live bet because you don't know what they're going to do. But uh, I I'm interested. That you've you've piqued my interest, good sir.
3: All right, that's all I've got. That's all That's you've it. got. Hey, we'll do this in a tight forty-five minutes. We'll get in. We'll get out. Here we are. Nice. It went much longer than that. <laughs> What's new? Uh, shocker. Got a little serious there, but uh, you know, I do. Get, we do get a lot of questions about about the it betting stuff. Awesome. Hopefully, this could be helpful to you guys. Uh, you know, hope I didn't come off too pretentious and and look down upon you talking about the rules. Uh, but yeah, these are just guidelines that I've learned over the last decade betting that have. Uh, I have found success in consistently uh, placing wagers weekend after weekend. So hopefully they can be a help to y'all as well, because Jed came with some great rules as well. He's been in this game for a long time. So uh, yeah, that was the goal. Hopefully it helped. Let us know. If not, we can just keep talking about Philly cheesesteaks and uh, yeah, and all Look, that.
4: We can keep adding to the rulebook as necessary. Oh, we will. We be. now have the we have the definitive MMA betting rulebook. We will be. Nobody else has this. It's our thing.
3: Uh, hop on board. All right, that's that. UFC Vegas, UFC Apex. We'll cut that out. UFC Apex sixty one uh, next week. Mackenzie Dern, Yan Jiao Nan. Kind of like the dog. I don't mind the dog. There's a lot of options. We'll see what happens. Everybody loves Darren. I don't (laughs) mind the dog. I don't mind the dog. We'll see what I do. We'll see what I do. (laughs) That's for next week, though. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Love you guys.
0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.